Okay, welcome back to the Golf Preview Podcast and RJ Bell's Dream Preview for Fortinet Championship Week in Napa. I'm your host, Will Doctor, and nice to have you aboard as I give you the latest as far as PGA Tour handicapping is concerned. Now, we didn't get a chance to catch up after the Tour Championship two weeks ago when Roy McIlroy stole the show of the 2022 finale from Scotty Scheffler. Scheffler you know, had a six-shot lead standing on the first tee box on Sunday and ended up shooting three over in the final round to lose by one. But regardless of Scheffler's party getting crashed in Atlanta, he was deservingly uh, awarded the 2022 Jack Nicholas Player of the Year Award last year, uh, well, last weekend on the set of College Game Day prior to the Texas-Alabama game. Uh, you know, there were a few talking heads out there trying to make the case for Cam Smith to win Player of the Year, and there is an argument to be made there as he became the first player to win the player's and the British Open in the same year since Jack Nicholas in 1978. Roy McIlroy made a case as well with the strong finish to the season with wins at the RBC Canada and obviously the Tour Championship. But at the end of the day, uh, Scotty Scheffler had the most amount of wins on the PGA Tour in 2022 with four victories, including a green jacket. You know, the PGA Tour membership votes on this award, and I couldn't agree more with their decision because I told you uh, since the start of last season that 2022 for Scotty Scheffler would be near the equivalent of the year that Jordan Spieth had in 2015, and that's exactly what we saw. Now, I should note quickly before I get to the Fortinet preview, there were five players who had three or more victories on tour last season. Scheffler had four. Uh, Sam Burns, Roy McIlroy, Xander Schauffele, and Cam Smith uh, all had three. And you know, that has not been accomplished by the membership of the PGA Tour since 2003 when Tiger Woods, Vijay Singh, Davis Love III, Kenny Perry, and Mike Weir all had three or more wins that season. So the bottom line is not only is the PGA Tour getting younger, uh, but it's great for the fan at home to be able to cheer uh, for players who are winning more than once or twice a year. There was 3.6 million people watching the final round um, of the tour championship. And that number was up from 2021 because you had half the fans rooting for Rory, uh, who's been a favorite since he stepped on the scene, you know, 12 plus years ago. And then you have the other uh, half of the fans, you know, your, your Southern coast, your university of Texas lovers, your younger fans who were all in for Scotty Scheffler. Um, and, and so, you had quite a great turnout uh, for Eastlake, and you know that was a it was it was a great conclusion of the year. You know, it came down to the seventy second hole. There was a lot of uh, you know back and forth chatter about um, how bad the format is for the Tour Championship, but ultimately, uh, you saw the best player win that week. And you know, even Rory got up there and said, you know, he wishes that. He could have split the trophy with Scotty Scheffler and he could have split the $18 million FedEx Cup points earnings with Scotty Scheffler. But uh, nonetheless, great year by that bunch. You know, Scheffler, uh, McElroy, Burns, Schauffele, um, and of course, Camp Smith. I mean, can't rule him out. Not sure when the next time we'll see him play on the PGA Tour is, but uh, with a five-year major championship exemption, uh, you know, we should see him, you know, at the major championships, Augusta, uh, the the PGA Championship is at Oak Hills up in Rochester, New York. Uh, the U.S. Open is going to be at L.A. Country Club. So, uh, you know, should see Cam Smith return uh, to those events unless, you know, the uh, the bodies of golf uh, make another decision. So 
Moving into our Fortnite Championship conversation, let's hit on a few changes to this year's PGA Tour uh, before we get into our favorites. The 2023 PGA Tour schedule will feature 44 regular season events with uh, $428 million in prize money. Six of the eight invitationals, including the Century Tournament of Champions in Hawaii, the Genesis Invitational hosted by Tiger Riviera, the Arnold Palmer Invitational, the Memorial, which is Jack's event, uh, the players and the WGC Dell match play will all have increased purses and something to keep in mind as we just moved away uh, from the FedEx Cup playoffs. You know, in 2023, it is no longer the top 125 on the money list that will move on to the first round of the playoffs. Uh, this season, there will only be 70 players that will earn a start into the first playoff event. Uh, in Memphis. And that's something that you really have to think about when betting the fall schedule on the PGA tour. No player will be able to cakewalk their way into the playoffs anymore. Uh, you know, and it's important to understand that every player who doesn't have their PGA tour status locked up for the next year will be, you know, off and running, trying to cl climb the money list starting this week in Napa. Now, you may be asking, you know, what players exactly am I talking about? How about veterans like Jimmy Walker, Ryan Moore, Jason Duffner, uh, all using their past champion status this year to squeeze out one more attempt at a few more seasons on the PGA Tour. And then there's going to be the up and coming hungry rookies like Justin Suh, who just won the Corn Ferry Tour Championship and led the Corn Ferry Tour Finals and combined uh, points on their money list. We're going to discuss Suh a little bit today. Uh, and then you you have, you know, your 30 plus year old rookies uh, like Aaron, Eric Barnes, who was working the overnight shifts at Publix in Bradenton, Florida, no less than a year ago before he went on the Corn Ferry Tour last season. Another great story, 30 plus year old rookie, Kyle Westmoreland, who becomes the uh, first Air Force Academy graduate to play on the PGA Tour. So, you know, there's a great mix of young and older rookies who will be getting their feet wet on the big tour this year. Um, and now it's time for us to to hit some locks. The format for today's show, we'll be reviewing uh, some of the top favorites for the Fortinet Championship. Then uh, we will move into matchups, picks to place, winners, and a dark horse. Then we'll wrap up the pod with a lineup, scoring prediction, and a best bet to send you home. Boy. Quick break from the golf to tell you about what's going on over at pregame.com. Uh, you need to go to pregame.com and click on buy picks and then add any package or subscription uh, to your shopping cart. Simply add the coupon code DRIVE20 to your shopping cart and confirm your discount before you check out. You can use your promo code DRIVE20 on any package or subscription from your favorite pros over at pregame. Okay, and now back to the golf. Okay, let's start with Max Homa at 10 to 1, leading the way as far as the favorites are concerned for the Fortinet Championship. And you know, Max won his third career PGA Tour event at the Fortinet this time last year. This is a player who, you know, loves the West Coast, being that he's from Burbank and putts extremely well on the bent POA mix that is featured on the greens at Silverado. And, you know, that victory in Napa was his first of two wins last season in a year that saw Max Homa advance to number 22 on the official world golf rankings. He closed the 2022 PGA tour season on a great note at Eastlake just a few weeks ago. But the bottom line is, and I can't take Homa in an event where he's favored over former masters champion 
in Hideki Matsuyama. That just makes little to no sense to me how Max Homa can be 10 to 1 when we're getting Hideki at 16 to 1 in a professional event. That being said, just because I'm passing on Homa this week, um, you know, as far as this year is concerned, I think Homa is going to be a great option in some of these major championships, in particular that US Open um, at LA Country Club, kind of a home event for him. Um, you know, so I'll be looking at him as the season goes on, but in these weaker fields where he's, you know, a 10 to one favorite, I'm going to have to pass on Homa this week on to Hideki Matsuyama at 16 to one. Now, although Hideki Matsuyama did have two wins last season, both of which came in the fall, I doubt that he was even close to being pleased with the way the end of the 2022 season went, you know, as, as Hideki was fending off the noisy live rumors and he was dealing with the, the neck injury, which forced him to withdraw from a few events towards the end of the season. I'd say the good news is Hideki took some much needed time off to go see his doctors in Japan and get the necessary treatment that he needs. You know, and as far as this week is concerned, Silverado is a golf course that Hideki has come very close to winning on multiple occasions. You think about 2015 when he finished a few shots back of Sang Moon Bay. You think about 2016 when Hideki would have caught Emiliano Grillo on that Sunday in Napa had it not been for a bad week on the greens. And then you fast forward to last year's edition of the Fortinet, and it was a very similar story. If Hideki had putted well on the greens at last year's Fortinet Championship, I'm not sure I'm sitting here today calling Max Homa the defending champion. I believe that come Sunday, we see Hideki uh, earn his first top 10 since the U.S. Open in June. And we'll talk about that a little bit more as we get to the picks to place. We move on to Corey Connors uh, at 16 to 1. And the plan on betting Corey Connors this week is very simple. It's an automatic pass uh, because of his performance on the Poa Bank Greens at Silverado over the years. And it's been well below average. He did manage to scrapped together a top 20 at Silverado in 2020 but unfortunately Connor's you know has not had the consistency on the greens on a yearly basis where I would consider betting on him this week so it's going to be a pass for me on Corey Connors okay next up on our list of favorites is Maverick McNeely at 22 to 1 and I know the rift uh when it comes to Maverick McNeely this week a lot of Maverick McNeely fans believe you know, this is the event to bet on Maverick since he's from this part of the country and he finished second at the Fortinet last year. But I'm not convinced that McNeely's second place finish in Napa last year makes 22 to 1 justifiable for him this week. Being a guy, he's never won a PGA Tour event, couple top 10s, rarely any top fives you know, thrown in the mix over his PGA Tour career. And as far as last year, you know, with the exception of his runner-up finish at this event last year and a seventh-place finish at the Genesis later last fall, you know, the other top 10s the rest of the season for McNeely were at two of the weaker fields the PGA Tour saw last year. Number one was the John Deere. Number two was the Barracuda. Um, you know, that is not the consistency I'm looking for rolling into this event. Uh, you know, so I'm going to ignore McNeely's result at last year's edition of this event and pass on him this week. So no Maverick McNeely for the Ford event, uh, on to our last favorite that we'll discuss. That's going to be Cam Davis, uh, at 22 to one. And, you know, the reason that Cam Davis's number is all the way down to 22 to one at DraftKings Sportsbook 
is because Silverado is often compared to Detroit Golf Club, a course where Cam Davis has won his first uh, and only PGA Tour event back in 2021. But to be fair, you know, Davis is someone who finished last season with you know an incredible level of consistency with five top 20 finishes in his last sixth event, which ultimately secured you know the Aussies position on the international team for the 2023 President's Cup. I'm going to have more on Cam Davis when we approach the picks to play segment of the podcast because I expect a great result uh, from Davis in his fourth go round at Silverado. Okay, and on to matchups for the Fortinet Championship. My first one is going to be Brendan Steele over Davis Riley at plus 105 on Bet365. And let's start with Brendan Steele, who won the Fortinet in 2017 and 2018. You know, there's not many courses on the PGA Tour that that suits Brendan Steele's crafty style of play anymore. You know, he's not one of these bomb and gougers. He's a plotter. He, he's, you know, comparable to Zach Johnson, Jason Duffner. Those styles of games really picking apart a golf course, uh, you know, getting it close with the wedges. That's what, you know, he banks on on a week to week basis on the PGA Tour. And, you know, with the game changing, the ball developing, the courses getting longer, Brendan Steele is, you know, his game does not necessarily set up well for the week to week schedule of the PGA Tour anymore. Now, 2022 was not the most memorable year for Brendan Stewart. He had a duo of of top 20 finishes last fall, including a second place finish at the Zozo Championship. And then at the end of end of May until the end of June, Steele put together uh, three consecutive top 25 finishes. So, you know, that's exactly when my my what my point is when I say uh, you have to pick and choose your spots with Brendan Steele. You're going to get him, you know, flashes of three consecutive top 20s at some shorter courses. Um, he's going to take advantage of this California swing. Uh, you know, you we have to pick and choose as far as, you know, the Zach Johnsons, the Brendan Steeles, the Kevin Streelmans of the world um, are concerned. Luke Donald, another one. Uh, but when it comes to putting, Brendan Steele really doesn't roll it well unless he's on these POA surfaces in California, which is where he is originally from, you know, on the other side of this matchup, as far as Davis Riley is concerned, you know, and why I don't think he has a good week in Napa. You look at the way Davis Riley performed on and around the greens when it came to the West coast swing and various other locations that have this bent POA mix on the greens and the results are not good for Davis Riley. You know, he missed the cut at the Ford Ned last year. And when you look at the courses that resemble Silverado, you have TPC river Highlands, which hosts the, the travelers, you have Detroit golf club, which hosts the rocket mortgage. And, and then you have Torrey pines, which hosts the farmer's insurance. When you look at how Riley performed on those courses, um, over the course of the last season, he missed the cut in nearly every single one of those events. He missed the cut right here in Napa. He missed the cut at the Farmers, T64 at the Travelers, and then he missed the cut at the Rocket Mortgage. So, you know, the bottom line is Davis Riley is atrocious on putting surfaces that we're going to see this week in Napa. Um, and we're going to go with Brendan Steele, someone who has um, some great previous course history here and historically rolls it well here on the West Coast. Uh, so that's going to be Brendan Steele over Davis Riley uh, at plus 105 on Bet365. 
on to my second of three matchups for this week. It's we're gonna go Luke List uh, over Lucas Glover at minus one twenty on Bet Online, and you know, let me be very honest with you. You're looking at two of the worst putters on the PGA Tour when it comes to this matchup. The difference is Luke List has had a fantastic record when it comes to playing on the West Coast, such as you know his first PGA Tour win last year at the Farmers Insurance at Torrey Pines and a fourth place finish right here at Silverado back in 2019. And while Lucas Glover has had some good results as of late, you know, such as his T3 finish at the FedEx St. Jude, which advanced him into the second round of the playoffs last year, you know, I must say that third place finish um, at the FedEx was an absolute miracle because he had missed five of his last six cuts rolling into that week. But with the exception of, you know, the solid week in Memphis about a month ago, you know, Lucas Glover has really not done anything special as of late. And when you compare Luke List's steady record in California against Luke Glover's, you know, it's not even a conversation. Luke Glo- Lucas Glover has not finished better than 42nd at a PGA Tour event in California since 2019. You know, he struggles on the Poe Greens heavily, and this is going to be a perfect opportunity to jump on the Luke List train while the tour is still on the West Coast. So that's going to be Luke List over Lucas Glover at minus 120 on Bet Online. Okay, on to my third and final matchup uh, for this week. It's going to be Justin Suh over Brandon Wu at minus 105 on Bet Online. Now, Quick note while I'm on Justin Sun and Brandon Wu, these are two players uh, who are both going to be on the radar all year long. Brandon Wu enjoyed four top 10 finishes during his rookie season on the PGA Tour last year. And former USC standout Justin Suh put on an absolute clinic over the last four months of the Corn Ferry Tour season, including a huge win at the Corn Ferry Tour Championship, which will get him into this year's U.S. Open at L.A. Country Club and the players at TPC Sawgrass. So these are two players who are, are both around 25 years old and both former standouts at Pac-12 schools, Sut USC, Wu at Stanford. But here's the bottom line as far as this matchup is concerned. Justin Suh is on an absolute heater right now. You know, the Corn Ferry Tour Championship, that was only two weeks ago. And, you know, that win was the end of a stretch that saw Suh record six top 10 finishes in his last eight starts on the 2022 Corn Ferry Tour schedule. Now, as far as Brandon Wu's recent play, you know, he hasn't played a professional event since the FedEx St. Jude, which ended on August 14th. Like I said, he did have some top finishes last season on the PGA Tour, but a lot like Lucas Glover, this POA bent putting surface that also, you know, is featured at places like TPC River Highlands and Torrey Pines is one that gives Brandon Wu a lot of trouble. His best finish on you know, either of those three courses that compare well to Silverado was T30 at the Rocket Mortgage in Detroit last season. I expect uh, Justin Suh to uh, to ultimately beat Brandon Wu on Sunday as far as this matchup is concerned. So that's going to be Justin Suh over Brandon Wu at minus 105 on Bet Online. On to my two picks to place. Uh, for this week, my first one's going to be Hideki Matsuyama, top 10 at plus 225 on DraftKings. And, you know, Hideki has a ton of unfinished business, you know, to take care of, you know, from last season, barring, 
you know, the neck injuries that took him out, all the rumors, like I said, in the, in the opener, you know, I got a sense that his neck injury was something that he, he had been dealing with for the majority of the spring. Um, and it's great to know that he went back to Japan over the off season to get the right treatment that he needs, because at the end of the day, you know, Hideki is not one of those players that enjoys his weeks off or his off seasons, you know, and I can tell you that there's no chance, uh, you know, even with two wins in the fall that Hideki was pleased with how last season went. As far as the big picture is concerned, I expect him to win a major championship this season, either at, you know, Oak Hill for the PGA. I think he's going to fare well at, at LA Country Club with Homa for the U.S. Open in June. Uh, but, you know, why do I love Hideki this week at Silverado? Over the course of... Hideki's career, he's played the Fortinet four times and he's finished in the top 10 twice, including last year when he finished in a tie for sixth in Napa. And if that doesn't say enough, Hideki notably puts better on the West Coast portion of the country on the Poa Bank Greens, uh, you know, as shown during his wins at the Phoenix Open and his great play over the years at Torrey Pines. You know, he notably rolls it better on the type of grass they have on this side of the country. So uh, my first pick to place is going to be Hideki Matsuyama, top 10, plus 225 on DraftKings. My second one is going to be Cam Davis, top 10, plus 250 on Online. And what I'm really focused on with Cam Davis this week is how motivated he is to put on a strong performance uh, before his President's Cup debut here in a few weeks at Quail Hollow in North Carolina. He made an unbelievable push in those last seven events of the of uh, the PGA Tour season to make the international team. And another important you know, key that I am paying attention to this week is how well Cam Davis has performed on com- courses that have compared to Silverado over the years. And Detroit Country Club comes to mind where, you know, he won his first tour event in 2021, uh, you know, and played well there this past July. Uh, so I love, uh, you know, how Cam Davis displayed, uh, you know, a, a world of consistency uh, last season. You know, he had, you know, various stretches where he put together six straight weeks of solid golf, similar to the likes of Sung JM or Max Homa. Uh, so I really expect this year to be kind of a breakthrough uh, year for Cam Davis. I don't think he wins this week, but I certainly think he gets a winner or two um, under his belt uh, this season on the PGA Tour. So uh, my final pick to place is going to be Cam Davis, top 10 at plus 250 on Bet Online. Okay, on to my one dark horse uh, for the Fortinet Championship. I'm going to go with Mark Hubbard, top 20 at plus 350 on DraftKings Sportsbook. And what I really like about Mark Hubbard is that he has – uh, consistently performed well at these fall events over the course of his career, particularly at Silverado. Homeless Hubs, as you can find him on Twitter, has played the Fortinet six times over his career and recorded top 20 finishes last year at this event and in 2020. You know, Mark Hubbard is a top tier uh, iron player on the PGA Tour. And over the years, his putting on the West Coast on the po- POA surfaces uh, has been absolutely brilliant. Uh, you know, this is a guy who put together two different runs last season that saw him record three top 20 finishes in a row, you know, showing that he has the ability to be very consistent over the course of, you know, consecutive events, uh, you know, talked mentioned his iron play a couple points ago. Uh, you know, he's been in the top 50 on the PGA tour and iron play over the last two years. 
Um, and, and I think we're getting incredible odds on his top 20 number this year, considering how well he's played at Silverado uh, over the years. So my dark horse is going to be Mark Hubbard top 20 at plus 350 on DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, now my winner uh, for this week, I only got one, um, and it's going to be the Canadian Taylor Pendrith to win at 30 to one on FanDuel. And, you know, when you have the conversation about the best players on the PGA tour last season, who did not secure a win, Taylor Pendrith is one of the first names that comes to mind in 21 events last season, Taylor Pendrith made 16 cuts and recorded nine top 25 finishes, three of which uh, he finished in the top 10. And that incredibly consistent run of five consecutive top 20s for Pendrith didn't start until his tie for 13 finish at the players in mid-March. So this is someone who is three weeks removed from last season as we last saw Pendrith finish tied for eighth at the BMW Championship and barely miss out on a spot in the Tour Championship. But Pendrith, the Canadian uh, also received a similar call that Cam Davis did during the offseason from International President's Cup captain Trevor Immelman. And Immelman let Pendrith know that the international committee had been watching him over the course of the entire year and that he would be joining uh, their squad at Quail Hollow. So between the statistics and you know the high energy that Taylor Pendrith must be riding on after that Great phone call from Immelman. I really like his chances to have a great week and win this golf tournament. He put himself in the mix plenty of times last season. Uh, and I believe it's Taylor Pendrith's time to shine this week um, in Napa. So that's going to be Taylor Pendrith to win the Fortinet Championship at 30 to 1 on FanDuel. Okay, on to my lineup for this week. Uh, start off here with Brendan Steele. Uh, who I really like this week, a great player as far as the West Coast swing is concerned. Taylor Montgomery, who is a new addition to the PGA Tour, um, had a great year on the Corn Ferry Tour, just rocked up top 20 after top 20. Then it's Wyndham Clark. Then it's Luke List, who's uh, you know another player that resides um, over on the West Coast and um, you know, has had, you know, multiple great finishes here, including his only win on the PGA Tour. Uh, then we have Alex Smalley, uh, who kind of broke through on the PGA Tour last year after starting the year with conditional status on uh, PGA Tour and Corn Ferry Tour. He's a good option this week. And then last but not least is my my dark horse, Mark Hubbard, um, you know, who, who I'm very excited about. Have to get those dark horses um, off to a good start this year. Um, and, and, and Mark, Mark Hubbard is the guy, not, not only for your dark horse, but for the caboose on your lineup. Um, I was left with about $20 left over, um, after I put this one into Yahoo daily sports. Uh, so a bit of an underdog lineup, uh, but you know, this is what I'm comfortable with this week. It's going to be a lot of guys who are familiar with Silverado, um, and, and stellar as far as iron play is concerned that are, that are, that are going to contend this week at the Fortinet. So, uh, that's my lineup, Brendan Steele, Taylor Montgomery, Wyndham Clark, Luke list, Alex Smalley, and Mark Hubbard, um, onto my scoring prediction this week. You know, the weather in Napa is going to be absolutely perfect with highs of 78 and lows of 55, you know, over the last two years, we've seen, you know, the, the forest fires and the smog, uh, have a pretty big effect um, on the action out at Silverado. I remember last year, uh, you know, guys were hitting their tee shots in the fairway 
And then they would walk up to their ball and it would, it would be covered in dust. And, you know, some guys were putting their glove on the ground, um, you know, picking it up and, and, you know, the face of the glove being black. Uh, so, you know, there no, none of that going on this year, as far as the area around Silverado Napa is concerned. Uh, but the weather's going to be absolutely perfect. Highs of 78, lows of 55. I think 20 under um, is going to be the score to get it done this week. Going to be a birdie fest for sure. Um, and, and so that's what we have as far as the scoring is concerned. Uh, my best bet for this week to wrap things up, it's going to be Tom Hoagie, top 10 plus 550. On DraftKings Sportsbook. Now, you might be wondering why I'm taking such a long shot as far as the odds are concerned. Uh, But the answer is Tom Hoagie, you know, the guy who finished 17th on last season's FedEx Cup standings and won his first event, his first PGA Tour event last year on the West Coast, should not be plus 550 to top 10 this week. The number should be around plus 250. A lot of talking heads are focusing in on Hoagie's stretch near the end of last season, which saw him miss six consecutive cuts between Colonial and the Open Championship. But when you look at his final four events of the season after that bad stretch of golf, he finished fourth at the 3M, and then he finished 10th at the season finale to Eastlake. So I'm lost on you know why this number is what it is but tom hoagie is a player who you know has had his best golf in california by a mile you know this course is going to favor the best iron players in the game with approach shots going into these undulated greens and tom hoagie fits that mold absolutely perfect so the best bet for this week is going to be tom hoagie top 10 plus 550 on DraftKings Sportsbook. And, you know, that's going to wrap things up for the Golf Preview Podcast and RJ Bell's dream preview for week one of the new PGA Tour season. Uh, Best of luck to everyone uh, as they bet on the Fortinet Championship this week. Uh, And we'll see you next week for the President's Cup.